Hello and welcome back to the Finding Your Feet podcast, a podcast show dedicated to helping you get closer to your true authentic self by helping you find your feet in life. Welcome everyone to season two, episode 10. And today we have the most incredible guest on. I'm literally so excited about this episode. Loved speaking to her so much. She's absolutely amazing. It is the wonderful Ella Ring Rose. She is just a spiritual queen. She's so into manifesting. She just knows so much. She's got such an amazing view on the world and she shares it all with us today. And it's such a great chat. Yeah, I think you can literally tell from the whole episode, like me and Chris are just like, wow, wow. Yeah, literally blown <laughs> away. The whole thing, it was just so, so good. She's amazing. Yeah, absolutely loved it so much. So um, yeah, everybody enjoy the chat. Yeah, definitely grab a notebook because she says so yeah. many good things. So definitely grab a notebook and pen. We also have some seriously exciting news. Our website launched last night, brand new website, findingyourfeetthepodcast.com. And on there, we have our shop section and you can now shop a whole range of carefully curated positive affirmation playlists. We have a playlist for every single section of your life of literally me and Abby poured our heart and souls into writing the best affirmations to suit all these different areas of your life. And then we've recorded our voices, speaking them behind some amazing high vibrational music onto a playlist for you so that you can download it to your phone, listen to it every day so that you can get into alignment, attract what you want into your life, rewire your brain and just feel generally so much more positive. And I can't wait for you all to listen to them. Yeah, we really have put our heart and soul into it. And because we believe in affirmations so much and we've spoke about them a lot throughout our podcast. So I'm so proud and so happy that we can share these affirmations with you guys. And it's just something they can come back to when they're not listening to an episode, something to realign them and just get them in a really positive mood. Yeah. And we also are offering a personalized affirmation service. So it's a little bit more expensive than the pre-recorded affirmation, but basically you just tell us what area of your life you want to work on, what your goals might be, um, whatever it is. And we are going to write specific mantras, affirmations, completely tailored to whatever it is that you want to work on and we are going to record that into a playlist for you with the amazing music behind it and send you your very own personalized affirmation so I'm so excited about that as well because I just think it's so powerful to like have ones that are super tailored to you and also just like hear somebody else's voice like you know telling you that you can do what you think you can't like I just know that this that service as well I'm so excited about it because I know it's just gonna be so transformational for so many of our listeners yeah, it's going to be amazing. We were literally saying, weren't we, that we would have loved that kind of thing maybe when we first got into it. So I think it's going to be like such a great thing to offer. Yeah. And we also have our workshop section on our website because we are going to start to host uh, online webinars. And we've got our first one coming at the beginning of January 2021. It's called the Level Up webinar so if you want to level up for 2021 if you want to make this your year if you want to boss it if you want to get really clear about your goals what you want to achieve what you want to manifest release the negativity of 2020 then this is the webinar for you because we are going to be helping you do just that vision boards manifesting everything it's going to be amazing i'm so excited for it so you can also um get your tickets already on the website for that as well. But we will release a little bit more information about what the course is all going to be about in the next week or so. Yes, I'm so excited. Whenever I think about that, I literally get so buzzing. Like I cannot wait just to connect with everyone. Because we were always talking on the Instagram and getting feedback, but 
to have one night to connect with everyone and just rise to a high vibration and plan and just be together, release emotions. Like, I literally can't wait. Yeah, it's literally going to be incredible. So you do not want to miss that. Make sure that you're keeping up to date on our Instagram at Find Your Feet Podcast with everything that is going on because that's where we'll be releasing all the information as you literally do not want to miss this. It's going to be epic. Before we get into the episode and our chat with Ella, I just want to read out the review of the week because we've had a seriously amazing review left for us by Eva. Keep smashing it, girls. I'm beyond words for finding this podcast. I only started listening to podcasts recently as it was my lockdown 2.0 goal, and I'm so grateful for finding Finding Your Feet. Their podcasts are honest, real, raw, and relatable, positive, and all the good vibes we need daily. Because of their episodes, I've started a meditation journey, which has been amazing. I relate so much to these girls on both of their journeys and honestly feel like I'm in the room with my besties having a catch-up when I listen to them. Keep going, girls. You do amazing and this podcast will help so many people love Eva oh that is just the sweetest review ever yes thank you so much Eva you know that we know exactly who you are we've been chatting to you on Instagram recently she has literally been the best finder she's been literally sharing the show and with all of her friends and so many of her um her friends have started listening as well and it's just amazing love the support so much and thank you so much for that review it's literally so thoughtful and I'm so excited that you've started a meditation journey that is amazing yeah I was thinking that that's like if anyone can start one thing from us meditation that just makes me so proud yeah you go girl thank you so much and if you guys want to be featured in the review of the week next week then head over on apple Podcasts and leave us a review some feedback on your thoughts of the show we literally love hearing what you have to say and we might read your review out yeah come and leave us a review and let us know what you think before we begin the episode we just have a quick word from our sponsor better help that's help H-E-L-P. We are so proud to be partnering up with a company whose mission it is to help you start living a happier life today. Yes, BetterHelp is a professional online counselling service that sets you up with a therapist in under 48 hours. They have a huge range of expertise which makes it much easier to find the right therapist for you. And even if it turns out that you're not too keen on your therapist, you can change for free until you find the right one for you. It is a professional, secure online counselling service available for clients all over the world. You can access your account at any time and contact your therapist and you will always receive a quick response. You can easily set up weekly video or phone sessions with your therapist and get the support you need from the comfort of your own home. No awkward waiting rooms or travelling to your appointments. It is also way more affordable than your traditional offline counselling and there are over a million people using BetterHelp today. They receive incredible reviews every day which you can go and check out for yourself at betterhelp.com forward slash reviews. And as you all know, because it's something we've discussed on our podcast before, I've invested in therapy over the years and it's literally been life-changing for me. There is no better investment than in yourself. Anytime I've gone through periods of seeking professional counseling to work on my inner world, my outer world becomes completely unrecognizable. And that is because you completely transform how you feel, behave and level up so much through therapy. And we know that so many of you listen to our podcast because you want to improve your state of mind and level up your own life. So if you want to take your mental health to a new level and get the support and guidance from a professional counsellor, join BetterHelp. And with our link, our listeners get 10% off their first month of therapy. Just head to the link betterhelp.com forward slash finding your feet. That's betterhelp.com forward slash finding your feet. We will leave the link in the show notes so you can easily get started. 
There is no shame in therapy. It's just like taking your mind to the gym and you are so worth investing in to get the support if you need it. But that's all for now. Let's get on with the episode. Okay, so we'd like to start by inviting our guest onto the show, the lovely Ella Ringrose. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on. Thank you so much for having me on. You're very welcome. So if you'd just like to start by telling us a little bit about your story and how you kind of got to where you are now. Yeah, of course. So I think um, I'll start from kind of when I was a teenager. I, when I was in secondary school, I really, really struggled in not only the academic part, like I failed everything. I was labeled as dyslexic and dyspraxic, but I also kind of struggled in the fitting in. I never felt like I fit in in school. Um, and I did, it was a really difficult time for me. And so from being labeled as dyslexic from a very young age, I kind of ingrained a belief that I was stupid. It was like, this belief that I just believed my entire life and um, that nothing was ever going to happen with my life. I was going to, you know, do nothing, be nothing, anything like that. And so um, during school, I just really, really struggled. And I would always go home after school and watch YouTube. It was like my savior. It was everything to me. It was like an escape mechanism because I really struggled in school and I didn't really have any close friendships, anything like that. So when I got home, I would just be so engrossed in this person across the screen. And I always wanted to do YouTube full time when I was older, but it was something that petrified me. I had so much doubts of myself. I had very little confidence. And um, it got to the point when I was 17 that I was just so unhappy in school. I actually dropped out of school. Um, I couldn't handle it anymore. And I didn't even tell anyone. One day I just walked in and I said, this is the last day I'm going to come here. And I left and I never told anyone in school. Like I literally just never turned. Like I never came back. I was like a ghost woman. And so I really, really struggled for a while. And, you know, I just believed like nothing was going to happen to my life. I thought I was dumb. I thought I was stupid. I thought my life path was, you know, set in stone and there was nothing that was going to change that. And so when I was um, 17, my brother handed me a book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And it was the first book that um, kind of intertwined me into self-development. Before that, I had no clue what self-development was. I had no clue about beliefs, thoughts. I didn't even know what thoughts were. Like, I didn't even know I had thoughts really, to be honest. And um, I read this book in that one day and that day I ran home and I started my YouTube channel. And then from there, um, I had been procrastinating, started YouTube for five years because I was so scared of what anyone would think of me. It was like the biggest fear. Like people say they are scared of what people think. They hadn't met me. Like I, it was like a whole different <laughs> ballpark with me. I was petrified. I would like every night I would just like play scenarios in my head of why like I shouldn't do it because people are going to tease me. Like it was like this obsession I had with like proving to myself that like I couldn't do it. And so when I read this book and I realized that the fear was like false evidence appearing real and it was all an illusion, it really intrigued me because for the first time in my life, I kind of took back my power and did something that I wanted to do for so long. And so I started to become like, I became obsessed with kind of the success guru, like the motivational speaking space. Like I became like a little nerd and it's all I did. And um, I'd go into my job at the time I was working in benefit cosmetics as a makeup artist. And, you know, at the start, I thought I was going to be a minimum wage for the rest of my life. And I just thought that that was my life. And then um, I found these books and I would be listening to podcasts, audiobooks, reading every day. And I just became obsessed. And um, then like I came more into the spiritual space and all of this. And I just started becoming obsessed with all of these different, you know, ways of living and ways of life. And so it got to a point where I was 20 and I'd gone through seven minimum wage jobs. And, you know, I, I had all this knowledge. I learned all of this stuff about like success and my YouTube hadn't gone anywhere. Like I literally had no subscribers. I had like 14,000, I think at the time it was like stuck on that for a year. And so, 
um, me and my family were told we had to move out of our house very abruptly. So I had like one and a half days to like figure out my life, like find a place um, you know, with no real academics behind me and seven minimum wage jobs that I barely spent more than a few months at um, at a time because I quit like every job. And so I booked a one-way ticket to Canada um, and I was 20 at the time. And I decided that like, I'm just going to go full force at building a business like about spirituality and manifestation. And I, I knew manifestation was real and I had made a vision board right before I left and I set the intentions that I wanted and it's actually gone up. It's been about, it just hit like over a year since I moved. Like I moved back to Ireland um, after a year, but everything on the vision board manifested to be honest, like everything. And um, during that time in Canada, I just devoted all the year to spiritual practice and just growing and evolving and um, growing an audience online. So basically creating a life where I could work for myself for my laptop that was like the essential thing I wanted but also to help a lot of people because for my entire life I really really struggled and I really just thought I was going nowhere in life and then I realized that all of this was an illusion and it was just a belief and then I got into spirituality and how like you know healing yourself and just all of these things because they all stemmed from something right and um just going through all of these practices like meditation and journaling and they all just changed my life and I just wanted to teach others to how to do that and so um yeah I just moved to Canada I built it and then it all just started to manifest very quickly um obviously it took a long time in the process but um I think the reason I kind of got into it was firstly because YouTube really helped me all my life um, when I felt so isolated and alone. And then I got into the self-development spiritual space from like the one book stemmed into like hundreds of books. And um, through me learning all this knowledge and how much it's transformed my life, I just wanted to teach it to others. I felt like I, I just became obsessed really. And it's like, even to this day, it's all I can talk about. And sometimes I'm like, is this a bad thing? But like, I just, I'm just so obsessed with what I do that I'm like, I don't, I, I don't know anything else. Right. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where my story started. And now I live in Ireland and I do what I love for a living and I, I've never been happier to be honest. Oh my God. I'm literally like grinning. Yeah. So <laughs> listening to that story. I literally love it. And you've done it like in not, you've grown your business and like your YouTube account and everything so big in such a short amount of time mm. like from from where you're saying that you did like it was only like a year or two ago that you were in Canada like it's so amazing and yeah I just love how much you've like transformed it. from being someone that you know believed that they couldn't they could only go so far in life and you've literally oh. turned that completely around you're like living what you what you preach and everything yeah. like I love it so much oh, so inspiring yeah do you think, um, this is just like a random question, but do you think if your brother had handed you that book, you would have gone down that route? Like, do you feel like you would have been naturally drawn to it anyway? Oh, that's such a great question. And um, I, my brother always says that he's like, you're the reason I, you're <laughs> like, I'm the reason you're successful. Like, this. But like um, I think without a doubt, it would have came up again. Like my mom and my brother are, my, my whole mom's side of the family are very entrepreneurial. Like all my uncles are like, there's like 12 in my mom's family and they're all just so um, successful and bright in their own way. Like they they all have a very entrepreneurial spirit. So I think it was inevitable because me and my brother are like, like the odd ones out. Like I feel whenever in school, like me and my brother are very entrepreneurial as well. And um, in school, we both struggled academically. Like we're both dyslexic and we just struggled a lot. And I think, um, I think uh, 
you know, it, it, the academic, like the academic sort of sort of life. Like I, I could never be a lawyer. I can never be um, anything to do with like a corporate job. Like I'm the worst employee you will ever employ. Like I, I <laughs> like if someone tells me to do something, I want to repel against that. And like any of my past managers will say that. Like honestly, I just it, it was never really a thing. I think it was just in my spirit. Um, it just was all the doubts and the non-beliefs that were holding me back but you know my brother spent he bought like 150 self-development books and he left them in his bookshelf in the the kitchen or the living room of our home at the time and so I just started reading and reading them all and I think I would have probably crept up to there and read it anyway and then my mom which she always believed in law of attraction she's always very spiritual my mom's incredible with self-development like I was always surrounded by people like my family were incredible in that aspect and like our conversations at dinner are like not normal conversations that like (laughs) we'd be like normal people people would be having like they were just so weird and like esoteric and different like it was always something kind of like a seed was planted my whole life it just sprouted from my brother giving me that book but I think it was inevitable it would have happened no matter what like any other way if that makes sense yeah I feel I feel like you definitely have like a gift you know some people they just they because you're obviously like still so young early 20s and when I listen to your podcast I'm like your wisdom like what you know is just incredible for like Aww. your age and and how like yeah it's yeah, you just... can tell how much how many hours you've spent yeah like studying and stuff like that oh, especially books so sweet my ego love <laughs> um no you're so sweet I think um I think I'm I've always been told I've, I'm like kind of an old soul like I I've I'm I just yeah. I just I don't know I've I I act like an old woman sometimes but I I don't know <laughs> how esoteric you guys like can be but I sometimes just believe like it's not me like there's someone channeling things through me like I don't like um at the moment I'm writing a book and when I write it's like I go to sleep and I just type like my mind like shuts off I'm not even thinking words are just like typing and like sometimes I'm like this isn't me like I don't know what this is but it's it's not me I guess and I don't know how to explain it but I also think experiences are huge and and um, when I dropped out of school at 17, like when I was 17, I was very immature and just like any other, you know, 17 year old, just like doing whatever. But it it really forced me to grow up very fast because I did a beautician, a little beautician course the minute I left school because my parents were like, there is no hell and chance you're like not doing anything right. So they put me into that. And the people in my class were in their 50s. I'm not even kidding. I was the youngest by like 20 years. And so they were like, oh, I, I, you know, I was had a glass of wine last night to relax. And I was like only 17. So like I was, you know, around these like older people. So it, it made me grow up very quickly. And then, um, you know, when the situation happened where, you know, we had to move out of home and I had to move across the world and kind of figure everything out, it, it really forced me to grow up very fast. So I also think that is a big element of it, you know, just having to mm. figure it all out. And it was kind of like a shock to the system, but it was looking back now, it was like the best thing that ever happened to me and um, like a blessing yeah. in disguise. But um, I think it's all experiences really. Yeah. Mm. So how come you decided to go to Canada? Like, have, have mm. you got some sort of like, I don't know, oh, yeah. um, history with that country or was it random? Yeah, no, my mom actually moved to Canada when she was the same age as me, when she was 20, because my mom... Um, oh was a makeup artist as well and so she moved to Toronto and somehow or another I don't know how she managed this my mom always gets around things but she somehow got a Canadian passport and then me and my brother got citizenships as well even though none of us are Canadian like it it doesn't make any sense but I mean I'll take it (laughs) 
Oh, wow. Um, that's amazing. I literally love hearing yeah, about your story. Because I feel like it's so unique. And to literally move to the other side of the world by yourself when you're 20 years old mm. is just, wow, very brave. Yeah, I love your dedication. Um, in terms of like, so when you moved to Canada and maybe just in general now, what does a day in the life of you look like? Mm, like now? Yeah, maybe kind of now. And then also, so you know how you said in Canada, you kind of dedicated your time to self-development oh, and you yeah, just yeah. read books. Oh, yeah. yeah like, What did you mainly focus on? Yeah, so they're very different now because at the time I was working a minimum wage job at a gym folding towels. And, you know, it was kind of like this exciting thing for me, like I'm moving across the world to pursue a business. And then I was sitting there in Canada in a gym being like, what the hell happened? Like, I'm here folding towels, like nothing's changed. Like, so for like six months, like a solid six months in Canada, like it was the most liberating and miserable time in the sense of I'd wake up at 5 a.m. Um, I do my makeup. And I commuted an hour and a half to this job to and back every day. So I'd wake up, I'd quickly do my makeup, I'd get dressed, I'd go. So I'd walk to the bus stop, I'd get a bus, um, two subways. Um, and I deleted Spotify, like my subscriptions. I was reading a book a week, always listening to podcasts on the su- subway. Like I wasn't allowing myself to like listen to music or necessarily have fun. <laughs> and I and um, went to this gym job I'd work for the day and then I'd work out like I was obsessed I the one thing I did like about working the gym was I became really into the gym so I'd work out and then after work I would commute home and I would just study and script and visualize and meditate and you know study courses and um you know learn ways of marketing and just I I, I spent like all my nights basically doing that on repeat for like six months um and that was kind of like a day in the life for me and it was also there was this also another factor I became really good friends with uh, my best friend still and at the moment and um at the time she was with someone and they were they were both very incredibly successful um and I went to their apartment and I remember this was like I think two weeks into living in Canada and it's one thing to see someone kind of living your dream life online and but then it's one thing to actually meet these people and person and realize like oh they're real like this this isn't like a false thing like they're real people like who live like lives where they can work for themselves and and my friend Sarah was an incredible influence for me because she was showing me she's she sells like e-commerce online and it was this thing for me where I it was for the first time I actually saw people living this life because in Ireland I don't think I've ever met anyone who does what I do and um, a lot of people kind of told me you know go to college Ella like this isn't what like you can't like like college is the only way right and and to then meet people who are making passive income and building businesses that help people and things that they love like it was just such a motivating thing for me to like meet them in person and realize like this is real so that was really just what like gave gave me the oomph to like work so hard in Canada um because that was like at the very beginning but that was like a day in the life in Canada yeah (laughs) wow so like what so how has it changed now you've come back to Ireland because we've obviously like watched a few of your YouTube videos Mm -hmm. and stuff where you share like your uh morning routine and things like that and obviously we've heard you speak so much about how you love going on these walks and how you just walk for hours like kind of with no kind of you know you just like so yeah what what 
yeah, tell us a little bit about that and what you what your day in the life is like now. Yeah, so now I mean it changes week from week. I actually like spoke about this in a podcast. Like some weeks I'm like the most productive girl you'll ever meet. And like some weeks I'm just like, I want to wake up and download TikTok and like go on my phone. Like I'm <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, like I'm not always on my game, I guess. Um, but I can feel the difference when obviously, you know, like if I go on TikTok, I feel like crap. But um <laughs> I wake up usually and I'll do my morning routine. Like that is essential part of my life. Like it's what I swear by. Like if there's anything in your life you want to change, like if you want to transform your life, like a morning routine is so important. And then in in that journaling, like journaling changed my life, um, which is just literally writing in a journal. So I wake up, um, I meditate, I journal and I kind of visualize my future. And then I'll usually like get ready really quickly and I go on like a really long walk so I just moved into an apartment and it's right by the sea so I'm so grateful because I am since going through my spiritual awakening I realized like how important I don't know and nature to me like gives me life and I can't function without like being near the sea or the trees so I usually go for like two hours and I just listen to like a podcast um I love Victor Odo's podcast I don't know if you've heard of him he's incredible with his wife Patty um I listen to that and I just get lost in time like I think um for so long I would think that I needed to be home at a certain time working but I think creating a life that you can do everything on your own terms I was like actually no this is something I really value so I spend a lot of time in nature walking and then I come back and I just work um so I'm writing a book at the moment or I film videos or record podcasts um I'm also creating another course at the moment. Um, I just do a bit of work, but I usually shut off work at like three o'clock, maybe two or three. And then I just do whatever I please. Obviously right now with, wow. uh, we just got out of lockdown in Ireland. So there's not much like to do. Um, yeah. but, you know, I just kind of like let the day flow. There's actually really no structure to my day. Like some days I wake up and I don't want to work at all and I just won't. And then there's some days where like, I'm so inspired and some days where I wake up and I just want to write my book straight away. Like, I don't want to go on a walk. Like it really just depends on how I'm feeling. So I kind of like let my intuition guide me because I don't want to, you know, make myself feel guilty if I don't want to do something that day. So I just trust my intuition and what feels right. And um, it's different every day. It really, really is. But um, yeah, I just, I love my days. (laughs) It's so interesting because so many people like when, you know, when they're trying to build businesses and stuff, they're like, I need to be so strict. I need to have, Mm. I need to be working Mm. all the time. Whereas you very much got um, like the opposite, a bit more of like a work smart rather than working really hard. Like not that you don't work hard, but you know what I mean? Like not literally letting your days kind of free flow. You're going with what you feel like doing. Mm. I've been hearing so much recently, like I just uh, keep hearing it on different podcasts and stuff about like feminine and masculine energies and how you have different, a balance of both and then how that affects things like your work and I'd love to hear some more from you about that like I'm just find that so fascinating like the feminine masculine energies oh yeah totally um I always like kind of make this disclaimer because I remember I made like a video on this months ago and oh my god the amount of hate comments I got because people thought I was talking about genders but like ma- like a male and a female both have the polarity of energies within them like it's not it's it's nothing to do with the gender like masculine energy doesn't mean a man um, so I want to make that clear but uh I used to be like when I was in Canada like I was in my masculine energy 24 7 and um I you know was very structured I was very logical like how can I do this and let me reverse engineer this and if I do this for 30 days and like it was just so logical and nothing was working for me like I was trying everything and it just it felt so 
out of alignment. It didn't feel flowed. It just felt so forced. And so I was, I, I basically, the reason I got so interested in it was because I met this really spiritual guy and he told me my energy was really masculine. And obviously the first thing, if a woman <laughs> is like, how dare you? So like, I got so offended. I was so upset. And so I started to research about it. And then I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Um, and so I started learning more about it and how like you can enhance it through nature and all of these things. And I think the real key to manifesting and to creating a life that you desire is actually feminine energy because it's very flow and it's not forcing. Like if we, you know, if we want to manifest something and we're coming at it from a forceful, needy energy, it's going to repel against it. So the real key to manifesting is being in your feminine. So for me, like feminine energy is so important. And I believe this is like, my biggest epiphany lately is like, let's say you want to go, like, this is your intention. Let's say you want to be a millionaire. I don't know. Or if you want to, I don't know, live in the countryside with your husband. Like, I don't know, you have like a goal where you want to like create something. Um, I think the masculine would look at it and go, okay, how are we going to get there? How are we going to do this? And the feminine is living in the present moment and trusting your intuition, the higher power guidance that it will, it will lead you there. Right. And so when I decided to tap more into this, I set an intention of where I wanted to live in Ireland and what I wanted to do. And I let go and I just allowed myself to enjoy every moment and feel what I wanted to do. And lo and behold, like my intuition guided me to that exact intention. And it's quite magical. I mean, you know, when everyone studies the law of attraction, they're they're like, how does it work? Like, you know, you don't need to know the how, but I, I think feminine energy, when you just tap into enjoying the present moment and not placing your happiness into the future and just trusting your intuition will guide you there. And it can be scary for a lot of people to kind of let go of the ropes and be like, oh, okay, so I have to trust my intuition. Like, what does this even mean? Um, and I always use this as an example, but like our society, are, we suppress the intuition. And it's the main reasoning is because the minute we go into school, we're told, and for me, like I experienced this, like you're told, go for the safe option. Like do this as a career. Like you're trying, like people tell you what you should be doing for your life, which is crazy. And then people are like, well, that doesn't feel right with me, but this person says X, Y, Z. So I'm going to listen to that. And that's when the intuition is suppressed, like immediately from the get-go. And um, it can be really hard for people to trust themselves. But when we value other people's opinions over our own, we're devaluing ourselves, And so when you look within and you, you be present and you listen to your intuition, like magical things happen. And I believe like our intuition is like put here for the exact reason as it's going to guide us to where we want to be and to kind of surrender and not always worry. Like I used to be the biggest worrier about my future. Like, where am I going to do? What am I going to do? Like, I was so anxious about my life and like, how am I going to, like when I was working as a makeup artist, I just thought like I was going to be in a wage for the rest of my life. And like, I was doomed and I was going to struggle. And um, surrendering to your intuition and just knowing everything's going to work out, you not only don't bypass life, like you're also enjoying every moment as it comes. And I think that's the real richest, richness to life is being more in your feminine where you just sit back and enjoy. And it's not to say feminine energy is like not doing anything. It's just you're taking every moment as it comes. And in a world where like productivity is like, uh, you know, command, uh, like, it's like praised if you're like working really hard they're like wow that's incredible and for me it's like something where I've I really value rest and I really really value you know my well-being over anything else and through that I've never felt more connected with my body but I've never gotten better results because I'm so detached from it I guess 
Yeah. Oh my god, I'm literally like a nodding dog. Yeah. Like I'm literally like, the whole thing of you sense saying though, that, doesn't it? Like yeah. when you actually put it all together, it all makes sense. Because I feel like a lot of people will like hear the concept of the law of attraction and manifesting, and they might try it, but then the kind of ins and outs between masculine and feminine energy. I don't feel like many people know about that. No. I didn't know about that until like not not that long ago. And the way you explain it is actually like makes it really clear, yeah. like why it works and. Yeah. especially because you know when they say you should let go when you're manifesting that's why I feel like you really need the feminine energy oh, you yeah. do you do so much it's a very feminine thing like like manifesting is very creative and it like I don't know if you're aware of like there's like 12 universal laws um I've studied them all and one of them is law of attraction but there's still 11 others of them and one of them is the law of like the energies like the masculine and the feminine and how this world couldn't exist if it weren't for the feminine and the masculine and um, in our society, in our culture, like it's just a given. The world is way more dominating in the masculine than it is in the feminine. Yeah. And that's why I believe global warming and all of these things are happening is because we're not nurturing the world. We're not appreciating mother nature. We're not doing all the feminine appreciation and loving for the world. And that's why all of these imbalances are happening right now. Um, I mean, that's a whole different topic. But if you just look at it from more of the energy angles, it's like, how can we, how can you incorporate the two? And I think they're, they're both so essential in life. Like I, I always say this, but like I wouldn't be where I am here today if it weren't for my masculine. Like I'm so grateful for it, but it's also so important to know how to harmonize the two. Um, because mm. when we don't harmonize them, I don't know about you guys, but when I was in my masculine, I felt so out of balance. I felt so um, exhausted, especially as like, a female like you need rest and you need to look after your body like your body is your temple and if we're always on the go and we're ignoring like our body and the signs it's trying to give us like that just creates you know chaos down the line oh my god this is so interesting <laughs> yeah, it is. where are you saying like um about the global warming stuff and how you know things like that are caused from there being an imbalance between mm-hmm. the two energies what are your thoughts on what's happened this year? Because we've, we have quite a few spiritual people that come on our podcast and then we do ask them what your thoughts on 2020, like, do you Mm. think we needed this to happen? So do you, do you think that, what what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's got anything to do with like the masculine and feminine energies? I'm asking because why you've been saying all that, I've just been reflecting on what I've gone through this year and I've seriously had to really let go of my, because I was definitely trying to control my future too much and mm. plan pre-plan things and put all these different things in place. And actually this year has made you have to surrender because yeah. it, like it's been so out of your control that there's been no choice. So it's kind of just naturally made, I haven't, I'm sure other people have felt that, like just lean way more into feminine energy and just yeah. allow things, surrender, just trust that it's going to work out and you just release the control that you're trying to have because there's been like hardly any control this year. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, completely. I mean, I have so like, I don't even listen to conspiracy theories. Like, I just make them up in my head. And I'm like, yeah, this is correct. Like, this is true. Like, I have so much like thoughts on all of this. And I think it is, I think that we are living one of the best times, like we are living in the best time to ever be alive. Like, um, I have absolutely no doubt we are put here at this exact reason to you know, spread light into this world. But I think it was 100% meant to happen. It's just bringing a lot of darkness to the surface. And I think a lot mm. of people in the world, like it, we're more in our feminine now because everyone's in quarantine. They can't do anything. And it's more relaxing and just appreciating the time that they have with, like when people see their family or their loved ones, they're appreciating yeah. the time more. And so mm. I think for me, it's a thing of 
you know, we've been dominating this masculine energy for so long. I think the world literally needed this to step, to step back and realize like what was, what's important. And through this time to rest, it's a lot of people have been quote unquote struggling, right? Like they're all going through difficult things. I'm sure like I have myself, like I've been finding, Mm. like I I tried to put the positive hat on at the start being like, everything's perfect. And, but like, there was times where I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, this is difficult. And I think that this is a time for people to do the healing and the shadow work. And a, a lot of people are looking at the quarantine as like, oh, this is difficult because X, Y, and Z. I personally think it's the first time people are actually sitting with themselves and all of this negative gunk inside, not negative, all of this like unhealed trauma, all of this suppressed emotions, all of it's coming to the surface. And it's a time where people are evolving more than ever before because they are forced to sit with themselves and to heal. And when it goes to like, you know, your spiritual evolution, you know, that's what we came here to do. We came here to heal our trauma and to, you know, enlighten and become higher like conscious beings and I think there's never been more people waking up in this world to you know life and really starting to question everything like I think sometimes when we're so busy in the nine to five and in this chaos chaotic world it's you know, you you never have a second to sit back and question, why am I here? Like, what is my purpose? Like, is there a greater, you know, plan with all of this? And I think it's been a time for a lot of people to look within. And I think it's incredible in the spiritual world um, in regards to, you know, it's a time for people to heal. And there is people, I, I always say this, but it's like, there's people who are going to look back at this time in 10 years and say it was the worst time of their life, Right. But for me, I choose, I do not look at the news. Like I will not, like, I will never look at the news. I think it's, that's a whole different conspiracy in itself. It's just something I know, <laughs> like, no. And I think I will look back at this time and say it was probably one of the most, no, it is, it was the most transformational year of my entire life. I've, I've never yeah. felt more connected with myself in my entire life. Mm. And you can either look at it at that angle, or you can just say, it's a crap year. And so it's really down to perspective. You know, not everyone is going to agree with what you say, or not everyone's going to wake up, but I think it's, it's our duty to, you know, be the, to lead by example. And I think that, I mean, regardless, like a put all this aside, like I personally think that this pandemic was planted like it was planned and (laughs) I know a lot of people might not believe that but I think there is a way bigger plan behind all of this I think all of this is a business in my opinion um and I haven't actually spoken out about that but that's my belief personally but I think regardless I think it has never been a better time to evolve spiritually and to look within and to to realize what true happiness is it all comes from within and in a world where masculine people think the money is going to bring them happiness and all of these things externally, it's a time to look within and realize that within is all we have. And to find true, true happiness and enlightenment, it's going within and it's a scary for a lot of people. So that's why there's so much disease in this world right now. A lot of people are so uncomfortable with this because they've been so busy at everything. Like they're so mm-hmm. good at keeping busy. And um, yeah, that, that's kind of my opinion. I just think like, it's an incredible time for people, but it's also one of the most difficult times for people because it's something they're never used to. Like we're never taught in school that, you know, this is an emotion, this is a thought. And so no one knows how to deal with this stuff. And I, that's why I kind of think it's our, our duty to spread this online. And I think it's incredible what you guys are doing. Like just by you spreading a message, you don't realize how much people you're helping because 
we're never taught this in school. And so mm, in yeah. a world where we've never been taught how to deal with our emotions, like people are doing incredible. Like people are like, just need to give themselves a pat on the back and just congratulate them for how far they've come. Because I think people are so critical of themselves and just being loving towards yourself is, is really the answer. Oh, wow. That was a beautiful answer. I absolutely love that. <laughs> and I also like, because I feel like it's very easy to follow the crowd. Like, when people talk about this year, I feel like everyone's like, oh, it's been a rubbish year. Know, yeah. And then you kind of so get like brainwashed. Say. Yeah, you're like, oh, like, like people start questioning, has it been a rubbish year? Mm. But I think it's really good that we can all sit here and say, and I think everyone that's listening can generally sit there and say they have learned so much yeah. and they have evolved so much. Even if you don't necessarily get what you thought you wanted this year, mm. I think there's just been so much room for growth. I think it's been an amazing oh, year. It's yeah. Quite, it, it's been like I I don't think I mentioned this but when I was in Canada um when quarantine happened I was living in a like a flat by myself like a basement apartment so I was by myself for four and a half months I didn't see anyone else and oh my god it was the most incredible four and a half months of my entire life and some like, oh my god. Say it, people are like what but like I kid you not I would do anything like the bliss I like the peace I reached was like out of this world I've never experienced like I, I went through my spiritual awakening and I experienced this like unconditional feeling of love and presence. Like I barely had thoughts. It was just like this beautiful time for me. And I look back at that and I'm like, that was the best four and a half months of my entire life, which is crazy to say. Um, and I think I, I wouldn't have been able to experience that if it weren't for this, you know, I wouldn't have been able yeah. to get through all of this really. Yeah. Yeah. That literally just proved that, that, <laughs> sorry that perspective is literally everything because you're just saying that was the best four months of your life whereas somebody else might have just took that and thought this is the worst four months of my yeah. life but it's literally it's all about what you do like everything's in our control oh completely 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 yeah you also just touched that on shadow work which we are dying to learn more about because I'm not gonna lie like I could probably guess what it's about but I don't really know much do you know much about shadow work mm, not really no we don't know much about it at all and I know I know you think you've done a YouTube video on it or a podcast <laughs> but I wanted to actually save it and ask you on here so what actually is shadow work and how do you kind of work through it yeah so I mean, I could talk about the ego all day. And I think, again, we've been like mistaught. We think the ego is like, you know, we think of like this guy who thinks he's so cool. And like, we just think, oh, that's, he has a big ego. Like, we don't really know what the ego is when the ego is just the mind and um, identification. And so there was one moment in our life when we were born and we were completely whole. We were unconditional love. We were happy. You know, you see babies, they're happy. They're laughing. They're not like, if they cry, they're not thinking, oh my God, that was so embarrassing. I just cried five minutes ago. No, they're like <laughs> little beings and they're beautiful. And then one moment or another, some sort of fear comes into your life. And that's where the ego is created, which the ego is to protect you from death. And the ego is always in fear mode. It's always fear energy and it's the mind and the mind is an organ. And I think, um, yeah, that's what the ego is. So it's thoughts. And what the shadow is, is through our life, we've all experienced trauma of some sort. And when I say trauma, a lot of people think like, oh, my life, my childhood wasn't traumatic. Like, I'm not talking about like something really traumatic. I'm talking about like literally a passing comment from someone or, you know, some conditioning of some sort, like just little things that create who we are like the you know from the age of one to the age of two that's where our attachment styles are created our love languages um you know from the age our childhood basically um 
creates our life. Like it creates our belief systems. It's our conditioning. It's everything. And so through life, there's been times where the ego, we don't feel safe and we create a shadow. We create an aspect that we, of, of trauma in our pain, in our pain body. So we experience pain in our life and that gets trapped and stored in the body. Like it literally, the energy is trapped within us. And so this is where people, you know, will suppress these traumatic events, these painful experiences. And I'll give you an example, like my parents divorced and it was a really difficult, I remember the day I was told and I remember suppressing it all. I remember the day I was told, I just acted like everything was fine and I pushed it down. And so now going through shadow work, I'm having to like bring, like heal this stuff to the surface because it's within me. And so people will numb with work, um, food, drugs, alcohol, social media, like numbing all of this and they live most of their life unconscious. And the thing is healing is an option. You don't have to like you, you have free will, right? And if you don't want to heal, you don't want to, you don't have to, but you will live most of your life numb to the, the, the mind body connection. And so when we do shadow work, it's literally sitting with the inner child and all of the trauma that you've experienced, any suppressed emotion, it all just comes to the surface. And some people call it the dark night of the soul. Some people call it ego death. I don't really like calling anything, but it's, it, it can last months. And since going out of my quarantine in Canada, that's all I've been living in. Like it's been, a time where you feel sadness a lot of the time because all of these emotions that you suppressed over your whole life come to the surface. It's the shadow, that the aspect of you that you've abandoned. So although you may be fine right now, it doesn't mean that your inner, I don't like using the word inner child because I know it kind of creeps some people out. They're like, what? Like, But like the trapped trauma in your body, it all comes to the surface and it's really, really painful. And so shadow work is literally just sitting with that pain and not observing it, not being cruel to it, but just allowing it to be there. And this is a thing in the self-development space where they go, well, if you're sad, like change your state and make yourself happy and do all of these things. But that's another gateway to suppression. And the only way you can heal is to to truly just sit with any pain that you've experienced. And um, for me, I, as a child, um, I was, when I was born, I was born with a hip disability. So I, I couldn't walk and I was told I'd never be able to walk. And so um, I was in a wheelchair my childhood and I was in at a hospital and surgery all, all my childhood really. Um, and that created like so much trauma within my body. So it's a thing of, you know, I have to now face that and all the pain that that fear that little girl went through um, because it, it it's still within me. And so you can do this through crying. Um, literally, I'm not even kidding. You're probably gonna laugh at me. I like make it a chore to cry every night. Like I will play sad music and I will just sit with myself and I will cry and I'll like look back. Like I just allow my intuition to like bring back a memory. And it's been crazy. It's been like such a crazy experience because I've been getting flashbacks from moments that I completely suppressed, like moments I had no recollection. They Like I just get flashbacks all day now. And it's like, it's a weird experience and it's definitely painful, but the, the, the payback is incredible because you feel so free. And I feel I've never been able to be more myself because when we go through these traumas, we create a mask because we were told at one point or another, being our true self isn't enough. It's not safe. And so we put up these personas, these coping mechanisms, these barriers and breaking those down, you have to face the, the, the trauma and the shadow. And basically long story short, like the shadow is just the abandoned part of yourself that you never accepted. Your inner child never accepted from conditioning. So, um, 
yeah, it, it all it all forms from the childhood. And um, the more you do it, the more free you become. And it's it's definitely a rewarding thing, but it's very difficult at times. But I think it's it's what we are put here to do, to live in the physicality of this world and experience life in, in all its treasures. Wow. Again, <laughs> wow. Oh my God. It's amazing. Um, I, when you were referring to it as like inner child work, mm-hmm. we were speaking about this yesterday because we went, um, we did like a manifesting workshop, like mm-hmm. an online one the other night. Mm-hmm. And they were, it was like this woman, she was kind of like breaking down the seven steps to manifesting, like kind of making it make more sense. I think sometimes when you first introduced it, like you first, like, you know, read the secret or whatever, it can, you can, it takes a while to understand it and you mm-hmm. have to obviously actually do it and go through trying to manifest things and figuring out why things don't work. And then you kind of learn what all the building blocks of it are. But I feel like you've just covered off, obviously like being in the feminine energy, that's definitely mm. one. And then like healing the inner, inner child and doing that shadow work. Cause that's what gets rid of like your limiting beliefs and all your, all your like fear and doubt, because that's what blocks you as well. Mm. I'd love to speak about manifesting with you as well. Cause obviously that is like, your thing that's what you're like an expert on you teach people um so what are your top tips with manifesting and like what's been your most powerful manifesting experience like because I think people just love to hear examples of it because some people they're such skeptics of it and they don't believe they don't understand how it can work or they don't believe it whereas when you hear like an example of somebody who's had you know a really clear example of how it's happened in their life like people just love listening to that Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, totally I think um firstly I can relate to skeptics because I was the biggest skeptic of them all. Um, when I was, I think, 16, I would watch this spiritual YouTuber. I'll actually say her name because it's funny. Her name's Isabel Palacios. Do you know her? I've heard of her, yeah. Yeah, and she's like yeah. the sweetest girl ever and she's so kind. Yeah. But at the time, I would watch her videos and I'd go, she's a scammer. She's scamming people. Like, <laughs> this is a fraud. Like, I I was that girl. So I can also relate to people. Um, like, I'm, I'm quite empathetic, empathetic to people who are like that as well because I was there and I can see myself in them. But manifesting is is really just um this thing that has been blown out of proportion in the sense of I think people like to overcomplicate it really but it's at the core essence it's we attract who we are and we attract what we believe we deserve and we what we you know so like if we set an intention for something um let's say you want to, I don't know, create a, create an online business. So for me, for so long, I wanted to be able to be a digital nomad, quote unquote, like, you know, that little saying that was like a big thing I wanted for so long. And I just had this deep innate belief and knowing that that, that is what was going to be my reality. And when you come at it from an angle of no, like, it's just going to happen no matter what, regardless. And you're almost careless to the fact of it because you're just like, yeah, whatever, of course it's going to happen. That is what will attract into your reality. And so, um, you know, in this world, we are purely energy. And if you kind of look at it from the more quantum physics standpoint, like we are just floating on this rock that is a magnet, magnetic energy field. We can't help but attract to us through the energy that we are emitting. So if we are feeling, I don't know, like, I don't know, sad, you're going to attract more sad things into your life. It's just, it's just the magnetic, it's just one of the universal laws, like to pull it deeper, we are vibration. And everything in this world is constantly in motion, nothing ever stops. And it's the same with our minds. So any thought that you emit isn't is a vibration, because all we are is energy. So if you literally go under a microscope, like you can see the difference between a negative and a positive thought. Like that's how powerful we are. And so energy, um, like energy attracts like energy. So you will naturally be 
gravitated, like pulled towards the energy that you were emitting. It's literally like you, you just can't help but draw it in. So it's the law of attraction is a saying that you attract the situations, the events, everything into your life, uh, consciously or subconsciously. And, um, you know, a lot of people, if you want to, you know, create a life that you desire, you just have to have an innate belief and knowing that it's going to come to you without resistance. And the thing I see in this space now a lot is manic manifestors where they're so attached to a certain like outcome, like they're so needy and what they're vibrating is a lack energy because they're highlighting the fact that they don't have it. And so with manifestation, it's like tricking the system. You have to believe you already have it right now within you. Um, you have to emit those feelings, those emotions that whatever it is you desire, you already have and to feel that. And when we emit that feeling, that's when it speeds up the process and it will come to us. And I think it's also really important to respect divine timing. That's a, a huge thing. I think a lot of people, they'll like message me on Instagram being like, it's been one week. I've been scripting. Nothing's happened. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, it's your, like, listen to the way you're saying, like the, your whole approach is coming at it from like, when the hell is it going to happen? Like, I want this to happen fast. And that's what you're attracting. So a lot of people think that if you just think I want this, that it's going to come, but it's, it's all about the energy. It, it actually has nothing really to do. Like I like to teach law of attraction, but the real crucial one is law of vibration because it's really whatever you're vibrating at. So if you um, want to be a digital nomad and you're like, this has to happen. Like I can't not have this. Like, when's it going to happen? You are literally going to repel that exact thing into your existence. Whereas when you just trust and have knowing like a deep innate knowing, I love to use that word. Like you just know it's going to happen and you surrender and you know, it's going to happen regardless. Your intuition will guide you to that because you're so cool with it. And so when we put things on pedestals, it's not going to come to us. So for me, for a very long time through conditioning, I believed money was evil. I believed money was difficult to obtain. I thought it was the most difficult thing in this planet. And it wasn't until I took it off the pedestal and I saw it as normal. Like I was like, I kind of got into environments like in Canada, I walked to this neighborhood every day. It was an hour away from like the place I was living. And it was these houses that were mansions, like they were huge houses. And I used, I would walk around that neighborhood and I would get used, like, this is my, my normality. Like, this is normal to me. Like, this isn't any bigger than me. This isn't any like cooler than me. Like, this is, this is my birthright. This is my normality. And within doing that for a couple of months, like money just started flowing into my life very fast because I stopped looking at it as this hard thing to obtain and I just looked at it as normality. And so we really attract who we are. So if we continue to put things on pedestals, it's going to keep attracting back to us ways to prove that that is on a pedestal. So it's really down to, you know, everything in this world is a direct reflection of your consciousness. It's mirroring everything back to you. So it can even come down to whatever you're thinking, whatever you're feeling, you're attracting more reasons to justify that. So if we believe that we are going to get that incredible career, we're going to keep mirroring back reflections of that belief. And so, I mean, there's so many, I feel like it's so difficult to put it into one term, but it's really essentially we attract who we are and whatever we put into the world we will get that back. It's the law of cause and effect. Um, it's kind of like karma, you know, like whatever you put out, you will get back. So it's just this a deep innate knowing and not to put things on a pedestal, really. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Grace have literally just been smiling the whole time you said that because it's just so 
it's so inspiring the way you explain it and yeah. I feel like lately like me and Grace have always believed in the law of attraction for years now but I feel like lately we're becoming like way more obsessed aren't yeah. we like getting way more into Diving it a bit it's like magic um, it's like it's it's crazy and I think also the more you become aware because basically your dominating thoughts are what your reality will be and the more you become aware and find evident evidence towards it like the creepier it becomes like it's crazy like mm-hmm. i think of people and i just i get texts from them like it's 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 gotten to a yeah. point where it's so creepy <laughs> for me that it's like this is freaky like i'm scared to have a thought in case like this happened, <laughs> like so like i will think of people i'll run into them like the other day i was like to my mom like oh i really want to get like mugs for my kitchen and then my auntie like gifts me a mug yesterday and like I was at this crystal store um like a month ago and I was looking at a book and I was like okay maybe I'll buy this like next time like I don't need it right now and then my stepmom had bought that book for me and she gave it to me the next day like just weird things start aligning and when I first got into law of attraction I was very logical I was very like oh action creates this and but now I look at it as it is magical like if you have a thought Mm. about something and you let it go uh, the, the the easiest way to manifest is letting go of the intention and just knowing and just like setting it free. That's when I believe, like I kind of look at it from the esoteric term. If you have a thought, just imagine it leaving your brain. It's going to go off, do its own thing, and it'll eventually come back to you. And oh my God. through that, you'll be able to <laughs> manifest like crazy. Wow. So inspiring. I absolutely love it. Yeah, because I feel like when people first – uh, discover I feel like the secret is the main book that introduces most people these days mm. into like what the law of attraction is and I think it it as great of a book it as it is but it does kind of make you think that you can just think something think it all the time and it's going to happen yeah. that's when that you know you're saying like manic manifesting mm. and you you're trying to manifest from like a needy vibration of yeah I need this and then it doesn't happen and then yeah it's it's just so interesting to hear you explain it so well, like about how much you have to just release and surrender and trust and like the divine timing and oh, yeah. everything. Yeah, I love what you said as well about the, yeah. about the houses. Because where where I like recently moved somewhere new in London and the houses are literally incredible. And I keep doing that every time I go on a walk, I'm looking at these houses and I'm like, they are beautiful. But then I just keep thinking, but like, that that's that can be for me like I don't like put yourself so far away from it and create distance like that is normal so that's why I really like being surrounded by that yeah like that could be my house that could be my house don't put anything on a pedestal just look at it as normality and Mm. I also did this like whenever I went to these houses I would imagine that the bricks were books and the more books I read the bigger the house I'll get so I kind of look oh at it as just like, that's how powerful our mind is and our thoughts are. And I would just look at it and be like, that's just more, the more books I read, the bigger the house I'm going to get. And I would just look at it as like that. Like it was like the simple rocket science. And regardless if that's the truth, it worked for me because that's my belief. So I also yeah. say to people that like, some people are like, well, no, that's wrong. You shouldn't be doing that. Like if someone wants to walk around and think, I don't know what Rihanna popped into my head. I don't know why. Like if someone walks around and they want to think that they're like, Rihanna or like whatever like whatever helps them to get closer to what it is they desire like all by all means do it like there's no like like you need to do this or you need to do that like whatever helps you raise your vibration like you do it and you don't need to tell anyone either um I think if you tell people what you're trying to manifest especially people like who like if you are wanting to create something big I always say not to tell people because 
the biggest thing is you don't want to, to people to interfere with what you're trying to manifest and like plant little seeds of doubt in you. And then you're like, mm-hmm. oh God, they're right. Because we always value people's opinions over our own. It's just a natural thing. Yeah. We, we crave um, acceptance. We crave a sense of belonging. And that's just in our natural DNA. So I always just say like, um, if you're trying to manifest something, like don't tell people because their belief systems will mishmash with yours and then it washes yours down. And it's just like this, there's no need. You don't need to tell anyone really. Yeah, that's so true. And they haven't done the work as well. If you've done so much work on believing in yourself and then all of a sudden someone gives you some advice and knocks you off, it's like they haven't done the work to believe in you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's funny because when I moved to Canada, I had read every book under the sun and I was like in my head I feel like Einstein but my reality is not like that like my reality is like I'm struggling financially like nothing's happening but and then and then I would tell someone what I wanted and they'd be like oh okay dear girl she's so young and naive like they kind of look at me and go okay she's very naive so when I saw them like looking at me that way it almost gave me like fuel to be like I'm not this little naive girl like you know when you kind of like um someone maybe doubts you a bit it's like this no 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 so then after a while I was like um okay I'm gonna stop like telling people because I'm actually like I I don't like people interfering like doubt on me like I just I just don't like it so um I just started to keep it a secret and I think um your results will show for themselves wow I feel like with manifesting something that a lot of people always try and manifest is like a partner or relationship and like love. Mm -hmm. And, um, obviously like people believe in like soulmates and things like that. What are your thoughts on, on that? And you, cause obviously you can manifest like, like a, like a growing business or like a, a, obviously a person is a physical thing as well, but where it's like, I feel like that's where a lot of people like, I want to manifest. I want to draw this perfect partner into my life. And that's where they usually have loads of blocks around it because, Mm you know, we always have quite a lot of like limiting beliefs surrounding like love and things like that. But what, what are your, what are your thoughts around manifesting that and like soulmates? Do you believe in them? And Oh yeah, totally. I believe in like twin flames. I believe in soulmates. Yeah. (laughs) I believe like, I, I think, I actually think probably manifesting love is probably one of the easiest things you can do. Actually, I believe that you will manifest on regarding how easy you think it is. So if someone, mm. I, I even say this just in manifestation in general, if you don't believe in manifestation, you're going to keep manifesting evidence to validate that manifesting isn't real. That's how powerful like mm. our mind is. It's like a paradox. Um, so if you, if you believe it's easy to manifest love, it's going to be easy. But I, I personally think it is probably one of the easiest things you can do. Like if you are wanting to manifest like a partner, write down all the characteristics of what you would like from them and just let it go. Be like, I trust that that's going to happen and you'll be baffled. Like you will be baffled. Like someone will come into your life that matches everything on that piece of paper. Um, I, yeah, no, I, I, I completely believe it. I think we, we manifest everything. Like it's, it's, it's not like, um, a thing of, okay, I'm going to manifest now and then I'm going to stop it. Like every thought we have is manifesting into physicality of some form. So what I look at it is, is like a thought form. So if we have a thought, I want to have a relationship. Okay. You have that thought. It started off as a thought in your mind. And then you bring it down into the physicality, physicality of this world. And you find someone to be in a relationship with. So that's really what manifesting is. It's a thought coming into the physicality of this world. 
It's really creative. Um, so it's whatever you believe that, that that's what's going to manifest really. But I, I totally believe in soulmates. I believe in twin flames. I believe everyone has a twin flame. I don't think people, a lot of people will meet them. Um, but I think like, I believe in the reincarnation. I believe in like that we've lived many past lives. Like I believe all mm. of that stuff. Can can we speak about twin flames? Because I feel like <laughs> that obviously soulmates is a very common word. You hear it quite mm. a lot, but I feel like not yeah. a lot of people are going to know what twin flames are. And I, I feel like I, I have one. And I know who it is. What? You have a twin flame. Yeah, my best friend. We've said this for years. Like, but I want to speak. To, Lacey. All right, I'm yeah. confused with twin flame. No, I'm, twin but we never yeah, it's like an yeah, I just feel like twin flames isn't that much of a common like yeah, thing that really people speak about. about. Yeah. I'd love you to explain exactly what it is then the listeners can understand then obviously want to hear your yeah. thoughts on it because I've thought about it for years because obviously like me me and my best friend for years now we've had like the same like life experiences like literally linear, like what I'm going through, she goes through in sort of some sort mm-hmm. of different format and then and we've we've always just said it and there's just some like seriously deep connection between the two of us mm-hmm. um but yeah I what what explain twin flames and tell us your thoughts yeah, on it that's amazing um I I think <laughs> a, a twin flame is two souls um put into different bodies so you have the same soul so it's it's also um it I think twin flames yeah it's like a soul being pulled into two different bodies and you guys have very similar life experiences you have the same purpose the same passion and um you are very it's a difficult process I think when people say oh you fall in love and or it it doesn't even have to be a loving romantic partnership it can just be it's one of these things where that person is going to mirror back every everything that you have neglected within yourself because they're you they're your shadow they like they literally are you so you're looking at yourself so let's say you're stubborn you're going to be dealing with the most stubborn person ever and so it triggers you so a twin flame is something that is going to rapidly speed up your spiritual growth because it it really makes you look within um and i believe you know a lot of people might reincarnate in many bodies until they finally reunite with their twin flame. Like, I don't think like every lifetime people are going to meet them. And, um, I think it's really a, it's probably one of the most spiritual things you can go through because it mirrors back everything that you don't want to deal with. And so it can be a difficult process sometimes like, um, but yeah, I just think it's two souls put into different bodies and, when you're feeling sad, they feel sad. Like you guys are like connected at the soul. So yeah. if that person's thinking about you, you may not know, like you may be thinking of them at the exact same time. Like I believe like it's kind of like this voodoo stuff where like you are literally connected. So you mm. are feeling the exact same feelings at the exact same time and experiencing the same sort of situations. And um, yeah. Oh my God. Oh, yeah, so that is so interesting. So do you think that you... So you're saying everyone's got a twin flame. Have you met yours or is yours you don't know them? (laughs) Oh, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't think so. Mm. Yeah, I don't think. I think I probably have like, when you explain it, like the idea of it, I see that in people. But yeah, the idea of like an exact twin flame sounds amazing. Because I say like me and you were definitely, like the way we work together is that similar kind of like reflecting each other and helping each other's spiritual growth. 100% for years we've been like that. Yeah. That's the actual idea. And I think um, soulmates, like they're a mate of your soul. I think soulmates, like 
aren't just romantic as well. Like I have like soulmates mm-hmm. can be like your mom and you, like they can be your dad and you, they could be your best friend. Like they're just like someone who is meant to be there with your soul. Like um, I look at soulmates like as not just romantic, but like in every field of life, really in every area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you guys wow. are probably soulmates. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like we are. <laughs> um, so what is like your vision of the future then? Like we, we love asking people this question, like where do you see like yourself going and your, obviously like your business and just life in general? Yeah. So I, um, I definitely want to be a public speaker. Like I want to travel the world and just speak on stages and, um, Mm. I want to be an author. Like I want to continue to write books. Like I don't really see myself as a YouTuber. I see myself beyond that in the sense of not like better than YouTube. I think YouTube is incredible. Like, I mean, like I've always seen since a young age, I've always seen myself as being a writer, um, just writing books. And, um, I really believe I've been put here to help people raise their consciousness, like expand their consciousness and to really wake up to the matrix, if you will. And just to continue my journey through my spiritual growth and my healing and through me doing that, I'll be able to help others. So I think my vision is really just to face myself and to devote my spiritual practice like as my main mission in life and the rest will follow. Like it's funny because if you asked me a year ago, I would have had a set in stone plan of where I wanted and all of this stuff, but I feel I'm so trusting with the future. I don't feel the need to, you know, like I I I believe really in presence and living in the present moment. And I don't really like to project my happiness into the future because sometimes when I set goals, I can be like, oh, I'll be so happy when I have this and I have this. And I think the real essence of life is living in the present and this mm-hmm. exact moment. And so I don't really have like a clear, concise vision. I just know I want to help people um, in whatever way yeah. that comes. And right now it's through writing books and public speaking. That's what I can see anyway, but I'm just very trusting and I'm letting everything kind of unfold. Yeah, you Love can that. do it a hundred percent. I already see it all happening. Yeah, Aww, So we said that when we first discovered you, I was like, this girl's incredible and she is going places. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you hundred percent are a teacher like as in someone who's come to this earth to literally spread the knowledge that we all need to (laughs) to know yeah um are you allowed to speak about your book because obviously you've mentioned a few times you're writing a book are you allowed to say what it's about or like when is it coming out because I'm definitely going to read it thank you um I'm not sure when it comes out like I'm very I've told myself this book is going to be feminine energy in the sense of I'm not setting a deadline. I literally haven't even decided like what chapters, like I just wake up and I write. And then I, when I want to stop writing, I stop writing. Um, and my, like my dad is so masculine in the sense he's like, how the hell are you writing this without doing the chapters? I'm like, what? Like <laughs> people can't comprehend, but like I structure is not in my middle name. I'm probably the most unstructured person you'll meet. Like I can't, follow rules and structure like I like everything to flow so I'm just waking up and writing whatever feels cold to me and I I I know this is kind of esoteric I don't know if you're familiar with Jerry and Esther Hicks yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. they like say they channeled their knowledge through a higher dimensional being like I believe when I'm writing these books like I believe like this intention of writing this chapter it's not me like I don't want to take credit for it I just feel like 
it's this wisdom with uh, like within me that I don't know what it is. Like I believe in like angel guardians. I believe in spirit guides. I believe in all of this stuff. Um, I just believe it's knowledge being channeled through me to spread the message. I don't necessarily think it's my knowledge, if that makes any sense. So I'm just fully surrendering and whatever comes to me comes to me, but it's definitely about spiritual awakenings and, um, kind of waking up out of this matrix and realizing that we are spiritual beings having a temporary body experience and that we can control our destiny and that, you know, we are all one at the end of the day, we are all connected. And especially with the coronavirus, it's created so much separation. You know, people are looking at each other and saying, don't come near me because you can give me this. Yeah. And I think the biggest core law of all the universal laws is the law of oneness that we are all one. And when we are hurting someone else, we are hurting ourselves. We're all connected. And that's a big thing I want to keep spreading, which is the only way to ever heal anything is through love. Like if you look at wars, if you look at anything, it all comes from the ego and it comes from separation, wanting to attack each other. And I think the most important law that will save the world and will save people's lives is when we understand that we are all one and we're all in this together and that, you know, our our races and our countries and where we're from and our status and all of this stuff, it doesn't separate us. Like none of this separates us because we're all one, like we're all connected. So I think that's the main message I kind of want to share in the book. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sounds can't so wait good. to read it. <laughs> so should we end the interview with the quote of the week. So yeah. we normally yeah. share a quote of the week at the end of every single episode. And when we have a guest on, we ask them to share their favorite quote with us and why they love it. Yeah, of course. I actually, it's not like, um, when I was like thinking of this, cause I remember you asked Ed and I was like, okay, I've got to have that prepared. But I, <laughs> um, it's actually from a book. Uh, it's not it's like, it's not like a, it doesn't have rhythm to it. It's not like you only live once mm. or like something exciting. But I remember yeah. when I read this line, I was like, holy crap, it's from power of now. And it says, um, all that you ever have to deal with, cope with in real life, opposed to imaginary mind projections is this moment. So ask yourself what problem you have right now, not next year, not tomorrow or five minutes from now. What is wrong with this moment? You can always cope with the now, but you can never cope with the future, nor do you have to. So really just understanding like every moment in our life is a collective of nows and there will never be in our time that isn't the now. And so we're really good at creating anxiety for the future and panic for the future and what's going to happen when all we're ever going to have to deal with is this present moment and I think that's the most powerful message you can ever learn really so it's really just that that quote yeah you you, you'll never have to deal with anything but this moment wow amazing absolutely love that that. (sighs) all about the present what's your guys this is what Ed (laughs) asked us and we were like don't don't ask me um I don't actually know because I have so many different quotes mm. that I love yeah I'm that 5am club that I'm reading in the minute which I've seen on your uh things Ellie you said it was one of the highest ones you recommend I've been mm. wanting to read it for a while that has loads of good ones in. yeah um I can't think of any off the top of my head I know you never do you're like, really good in ones. the moment you're like wow this quote is gonna change my life and then like 10 minutes later like it's gone um yeah <laughs> I've also started highlighting the books as well because I never actually did that in the I past and then that. yeah and I saw that you do that and I was like I really need to start doing that and I feel like it really just helped because you kind of oh, think yeah. about the words more as you're writing over it yeah. oh yeah my book is more pink than it is anything else because the highlighter <laughs> yeah 
No, I do love the quote, you make better choices when you're filled with self-love. That is one of the ones that I found this year that's always stuck in my head. And when Ed asked that, and then afterwards I was thinking about what is my favourite quote, and that one kept coming up. So, yeah, that's my my current favourite one. Oh, I love that. That makes me so happy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So thank you so much for coming on, Ella. I've literally been grinning this whole conversation because you are absolutely fascinating. You're incredible. I love the message that you give out to the world, how you explain it, everything. Like, it's just amazing. I love what you're doing. So thank you so much for coming on. And where can everybody find you? You know, your YouTube, your Instagram, stuff like that. And obviously you've got your Goal Getter Academy if people want to, like, do come and work with you. Like, where Yeah, I want to do that as well. Yeah, where can they they find you? (laughs) First, you want to say thank you. Like, I... I'm in the best mood like I love talking to people and you guys are incredible and I am excited for your journey in the podcast because when I started my podcast like I was in my little room my little microphone and now it's like my job and I'm excited for your journey to evolve and everything like that so thank thank you. you um and then yeah with YouTube it's just Ella Ringrose my podcast is called the Ella Ringrose podcast and then my Instagram is Ella Ringrose so Nothing new there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, my main place I'm always at is YouTube. I upload so much and I reply to every single comment. Like it's it's my main hub. Um, it's where I'm always mm. at or podcasts because um, I love to talk. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's really where you can find me. Okay. Thank you so, so much. You've been amazing. Oh, no, thank Literally, you so much. We just, as you just stopped speaking, then Abby just pointed at the computer because the interview time was 11 11 11 11 11 yeah. like literally one hour 11 minutes 11 seconds yeah. <laughs> literally I've as been we finish. seeing angel numbers this entire time like looking up my clock but I was like okay I can't because like I'm someone that will say it every time so like, I can't be like oh my god guys two 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 three three like I can't keep saying that like but like I constantly was seeing them that was so much fun I it was such a pleasure yeah, it was so good I feel a bit it. emotional <laughs> I feel like I need to like go and like take it all in yeah so much knowledge thank you so much for listening everyone we really hope you learned so much from Ella like we did she is amazing yeah literally after the after we did the interview I was literally like staring at the wall like not speaking because I was just thinking about everything that she said because I just felt like there was so much food for thought yeah in that episode it's the kind of when you go back to yeah 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 100%. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed it. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, hit subscribe and leave us a review and leave us some feedback so that we can read your review out at the beginning of the next episode. If you're listening on Spotify, hit follow so you never miss an episode. We release them every single Wednesday. And also, if you want to start watching our podcasts on YouTube, we now put the video and the audio all on there as well. So you can check us out on there. We'll link it in the show notes, but it's the channel name is just Finding Your Feet, the podcast. And we've also started a mailing list. So every Monday morning, we email you an inspiring, positive, wisdom-filled email. You don't want to miss it. Everybody's loving it so far. There's no annoying marketing. It's literally just some positivity into your email inbox on a Monday morning to set you up for the week. So join our mailing list through the link in our show notes. And of course, come and follow us on Instagram. That is where we are every single day. You do not need to wait until every Wednesday to hear from us. We are on Instagram every single day sharing so much positivity. So come and follow us on there at Finding Your Feet Podcast. Join our community of amazing people. DM us. Let us know what you think about the show. We love to chat to you. And thank you so much for listening. Yeah, come and follow us and definitely sign up to that mailing list because it's really inspirational. See you next week. Bye. (laughs)